So you're home all day and trying to get some work done and keep the peace with your spouse, who is also working from home, dealing with a massive life change and uncertainty and trying to keep the kids from burning the house down. It's a lot. So we've brought the free mama, Lauren Golden, back to share some wisdom on managing it all. The Legendary Marriage Podcast begins now. If you're feeling more like roommates than soulmates, it's time for the Legendary Marriage Podcast. Every couple wants to have a great marriage, but the trials and challenges of life pull us in different directions. But you can have a legendary marriage filled with passion, fun, and adventure together. That's why each week we share stories and ideas about building a life, a love, and a legacy together. And at the end of every episode, we challenge you to find a time with your spouse to build more intimacy and connection by having conversations that matter. Welcome to the show. This is episode 172. We're Danielle and Justin, your hosts. And we're live Welcome from to... quarantine <laughs> again. I feel like we we come live from quarantine every week, but it's now it's almost like it's a new reality. It is, and I think we need to move. You know how there's like all the stages of grief. Yeah, we need to move into acceptance, and I'm having a hard time with that piece. Well, you say that, and it's. <laughs> I, I was. We were talking about this earlier, and I've been thinking about it a lot the last couple of days. The first couple of weeks, we were sitting around kind of going uh, in disbelief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then it's like, okay, this is all very crazy and I don't know what to expect. Hopefully things will calm down any minute now, you know. Some, and then it somebody, doesn't. <laughs> somebody will give us some sense of of peace or, or certainty or centeredness or whatever you want to call it. And uh, that's not coming. No. It's not coming at any level, politically, religiously, culturally in the stats about what's what's going on in the in the hospitals well, and everything. I think we just what we have to do is just focus on what we can get around. Yeah. You know, like we can make schedules for our household. We can, you know, like do the things with our kids and really just like keeping each other first. Cause yeah. I know sometimes when there's crazy, like for me, usually it sometimes happens when we're like on a vacation or something, there's lots of things that are like coming up that are out of the ordinary. Sometimes it's like, okay, you handle your business. I handle my business. And then usually one day we wake up and we're like, Oh wait, we're supposed to be in this together. Like we need to do this whole thing yeah. together. So, but the uh, thing is, it, there's no you handle your business, I'll handle my business. See you tonight. You're all up in my business all day long. <laughs> I'm all up in your business all day long. It's our business. We're, we're working, playing, living, eating, sleeping in the same square feet. And and uh, the kids are here, and my parents are here, and it's like and the dog and. It's a lot. And so um, we're going to continue bringing you episodes um, with experts and our own our own observations about how to navigate this new reality as a couple, how to keep your marriage first, how to how to deal with um, suddenly being thrust into the world of homeschooling, how to deal with the fact that there's just there's a thick layer of anxiety in the air. Yeah. It's in the atmosphere. It's not your imagination. You know what? There's real practical ways. We're going to start sharing some more of that stuff in our group on Facebook. 
Yeah. Um, and if you're to help you with that. And if you need another tool to help keep your marriage first, hit up legendarymarriage.com slash seven secrets. And it's got the seven secrets of legendary marriages. And we have been doing some of those for real. Yeah. Like we've been holding on to those with like an iron <sighs> grip because um like the check-in and some of those other things that we talk about in the seven secrets um, have kind of been lifelines for us yeah. throughout this season. Y- so. Y'all, you got to protect your supply lines, so to speak. Oh, are you my supply line? Uh, I think we are each other's supply lines, but oh. also, but just like taking care of yourself physically, spiritually, emotionally, put, put the oxygen mask on you <laughs> before you help somebody else. You know what? Um, there's a new thing that, now that, where... Um, first of all, everybody's run out of masks, so I don't think we need to talk yeah. about oxygen masks. Yeah. And there's a thing now where people can share ventilators. So if there were a ventilator situation, honey, do you want to share one with me? No. Come on. It'll be romantic. We can that's, each that's, have our own port. Oh, my gosh. No, we could share a port. Oh, good Lord. Please <laughs> help us. I don't know that making jokes about that is, is oh. all that appropriate right now. Okay. Um. So anyway, yes. So sweet, real, I appreciate you. I, I thought it was romantical. Yeah, romantical. Um, so hey, all of that to say, I am so excited to have Lauren Golden, oh, the yes. free mama. She leads the free mama movement on Facebook. She helps moms create an online business so they can be at home and and do all the things and bring their brilliance and their value into the marketplace in powerful but ways. But I want to say that in this conversation, we yeah. really talk about it as parents. Yes. Um, and as uh, spouses. So it's a lot for the men and the women. All right. So let's get to our conversation with Free Mama Lauren Golden. Okay, one of our amazing repeat guests on the show today. You know she's one of our favorites because we have her on a second time. We've got Free Mama. The Free Mama. Lauren Golden on the show today. We knew we had to have her on the show because she is all about creating that work from home business place while your family is still going on around you Mm -hmm. and kicking butt at doing both um, in the process in all on our what you called it, Lauren, our Corona vacation, our coronacation. <laughs> we have to thrive um, by working and taking care of the family at the same time. So, thank you so much for joining us on the show today, Lauren. Thank you for inviting me to come back. I feel like a great opportunity to uh, share with people what I know has been. Yeah weirdly presented to me at this time. And um, I'm just excited to share what I can and hopefully be able to help. As well, many obviously, as we're, we're in this kind of a, a crisis point, you know, the, the everything's shutting down, people are trying, they're saying work from home if you can, and everything. Um, and, you know, we just had that immediate thought of, okay, so I think this is going to change the way we think about work. This 100%. experience is going to change the way we think about work. You know, it's going to impact how people work, where people work, commercial real estate. It's going to impact so many things. So what we wanted to do, and like Danielle said, immediately I was like, okay, we need to get Lauren on here. We'll get a, <laughs> we got Amelia a week or so ago. Well, like we lining up these people to help us understand how are we going to navigate this new reality? Because I, I, 
I don't think it's going away in two weeks. I don't think it's going away in two weeks. And like, Lauren, I feel like you really need to help, especially our listeners who've never worked from home before, nor did they ever have a desire to, nor did they have a desire to help educate their children, you know, for six hours a day. (laughs) So how do we um, work from home for those of us that can work from home and balance the family stuff at the same time? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to keep going. I'm like, I feel like, and clean the house and find a grocery yeah. store that's open and all. Yeah. Things. Yeah. So, so, you know, what's really interesting is my life. And, and I don't say this in any way other than matter of fact, my sure. life hasn't changed that much since all of this started. I walked my kids to school. So it's not like I spent, I, I don't, I don't have a commute working from home. I, I, you know, I would walk my kids to school and I'd work, uh, during the morning part of the day, uh, virtually obviously, because I do work from home. Um, and then I would kind of put my mom hat back on in the afternoon. And I think something that, that has changed is that while I still have these compartments of time where I'm focused on work or focused on mom is that because my kids are home and not going to school, I've had to change where those compartments are mm-hmm. in a 24 yeah. hour period. And so, you know, I had my routine and, and even though, like I said, I've, I've already been working from home and I realize that's new for a lot of people. Um, I've had to change my habits in order to accommodate my kids and let them know that they have carved out times of the day for their education, which again, I I was laughing, but I'm really not laughing. You know, some, some people listening might be like, I didn't ask to work from home. I didn't ask to be an educator. I am not like, I am not a teacher. And I think that has been the biggest change personally in our family is, is, is fitting that in. So my days before looked, you know, pretty working from like nine to two. That's pretty much when my family needs me the most right now. Right. It's like they wake up in the morning, my kids have a lot of energy. And so one of the biggest shifts that I've made is waking up at 5am. And this isn't something Mm -hmm. I have had to do until I was in my like side hustle days where I had that nine to five outside of the home. And I was trying to kind of build something on the side to, with the hopes that someday it would replace it. And so it's been hard. I'm tired. And I know a lot of people feel tired and overwhelmed, but that was a sacrifice for me. That was one, um, that would benefit my business and my sanity. And I think it's about finding those, those compartments of time where you can be right now we're doing homeschooling right now. It's lunch family time. Like right now it's just family time. Let's do something fun for me. Something that's been a huge sanity saver is having outside time. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I do happen to live in Houston, Texas. So it is about 85 degrees here every day. I know some yeah. places it's still snowing. So that might look different for you, but I've been going on three walks every single day, not long ones, two of them with my kids. I'm like, pick a bike, pick a scooter, pick something. It's PE, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's right. more for me. And then trying to make one of those walks by myself to kind of get some some sanity. And then, um, you know, if you are somebody who's in a relationship and you have a partner, I think this is a huge opportunity to communicate and mix up some of those gender roles that maybe took place in your family and showing how everybody's home, everybody has work to do. How can we work as a team so that everybody's getting what they need? Our children, our relationship, our businesses or our work. Um, and then just that alone time for that sanity. But, but the compartments have shifted for sure. Now, did you actually sit down kind of with your calendar and just say, okay, all right, from this time to this time, it's going to be lunch. This time to this time is going to be a walk. Like, how did that play out? Did you do that with your husband or? 
Um, so we have a dry erase board in the kitchen and, and I'm not going to lie. Like we, I consider this for me at time of recording, we're on week two, day three in our world for, for where we are. Week one was hard because I'm very type A. I'm very systemized. My husband is very free flowing. We are very opposites (laughs) in that regard. And, and I don't think he would argue with me to say that I run the house. I mean, I know, I know when piano lessons are, I know when Girl Scouts is, I know, I know all of these things and I kind of get everybody where they need to go. And I think I'm good with that. And I think he's good with that. But so I I went into this whole thing, trying to do the same thing going, cool. I work about five hours, six hours a day, um, four days a week. Typically, um, my kids go to school for like seven hours. So I went in last Monday going, okay, I got to find like a full day for my kids and a full day for me and going from eight to eight 30, we're going to do chores. And from eight 30 to nine, we're going to read and doing all this. And last Monday, we all wanted to kill each other. I'm just going to say like what I, how I typically run my life and my business and my family does not work right now. I'll be, it Mm -hmm. took me about three days to finally like concede that it didn't work. It doesn't work. Um, so we have, we do still have a schedule so that both my, myself and my husband and my kids know what to expect, but it is way looser than any schedule I've ever run my life on before. And I think that it's really critical right now because people are feeling stressed and overwhelmed. I am feeling overwhelmed that I have to be a teacher now. My kids are feeling overwhelmed that their whole lives have been disrupted. And I think structure is important because structure allows us to have expectations of ourselves and each other. But I think when we get super structured, um, it just creates unnecessary anxiety about whether or not you've accomplished something. And so for me, my day looks like this. It's like from five until my kids wake up, I'm working in the dark in the living room under a blanket because I don't want anyone to see my computer light if they sneak yeah. to the bathroom. Um, and then we do, and then I put it away and we do breakfast and we do chores. Um, and then we go to the dining room and we sit down and we've got some 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 assignments from school and some just fun activities I've found because there's no shortage of resources right now about homeschooling. Um, mm-hmm. and when everybody starts, when my three kids start to get a little cuckoo that's when it's time to go up for a walk. I don't care if it's nine o'clock. I don't care if it's 10 30. I don't care if it's noon. It's, it's, it's kind of moving with people's, uh, uh, participation and what's going on and kind of what I see that they need emotionally and physically. Um, and then I've batched my work days during the day so that I can give my husband some clear communication. I'm taking all of my calls between noon and three. Um, and so I won't book a call outside of that time. That's my time. Mm-hmm. And so my husband gets the morning. So I'm doing school with the kids in the morning. That's when my husband has kind of uninterrupted time in his office with the door closed and I get noon to three and, and which is right now while we're recording. And so he's out with the kids and it's not as much school. It's a little more play, but he's the fun parent anyway. So it's fine. (laughs) Right, Um, Right. And that's my set time. And that gives us some expectations of like, he can't book a call at two without communicating with me because that's on my time. Not that he can't do it. It's just, that's when he would need to check with me. I can't book a call at 9am without saying, Hey, on Thursday, does it work with you if we kind of swap our roles? And so I know I've become very um, appreciative of my spouse in a new way that we are able to tag team during this time, because I am well aware that not everybody has that option where either they have a partner or they have a partner who's, who's home, you know? Um, and so he, he is home right now and, and we're able to kind of structure our day that way. And then having lots of family time in the, in the evenings. And, and honestly, that's been one of the blessings of all of this is, is really being able to reconnect in new ways. Um, cause we don't really have a choice. <laughs> yeah. 
Right. You know, you, uh, jumping back, you 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 were kind of talking about like, okay, we've we try to figure out like we're blocking out our schedule, and it's it's you know I get the the desire to have it be really set and specific, like yes. so that I know what to expect, when and how and who and everything, and balancing it with not only your natural rhythms of like, okay, I'm a morning person, or I'm an evening person, or, or you know. And, and like the demands of you have established things, meetings for work and, right. and your groups and things like that. And your husband does too. And then the kids have natural rhythms too. Like when they're going to be able to sit and focus and when they're, when they need to get up and move. And um, I think that's an important thing for us to, to, to take out of this circumstance, you know, months from now, years from now, um, I think it's important to, to kind of note those personal rhythms like, when am I more creative? That's when I need to be working on writing my book. When am I more, when do I have more like strategic energy or when I can just sit down and crank something out? You know what? It's funny. Like I noticed our youngest who's five, she's in kindergarten. She is like over the moon about this homeschool thing because she thinks she has the best of every world. She loves learning. Um, she loves her grandparents. Her grandparents are here. She loves all of us being under the same roof and she loves her puppy at her feet. So as long as she has all of that, right there. She is in her happy world and she loves it. Like she wakes up in the morning and she comes out of bed and she's like, is it time to start homeschool now? And I'm like, honey, you haven't even eaten breakfast yet. Let's eat and breakfast. And she's usually the one that takes forever to get like ready to get to school. She's dragging her feet. Yeah. She's so dragging her feet. Interesting. I've actually, I've experienced that with my oldest too. So my youngest is only three. So she's just being raised by PBS kids at the moment, but we're doing our sure, best. Sure, sure. Um, but my, my other two are in kindergarten and second grade. And my second grader is a lot like me. She's very type A. She likes structure. She likes to kind of follow a checklist. It like it just gives her that satisfaction. My five-year-old's a lot like my husband, and he's much more free-flowing and just kind of wants to do his own thing. And he's actually really been flourishing. Um, and my daughter's really been struggling. Um, and it's just interesting because that's not how they are typically when they're at school. Yeah. It's kind of the opposite. And so it's been it is, it's very interesting. And so how what can we do and how can we adapt and, and tweak kind of what we're doing to, to be successful. And I think that's one of the things, you know, there's been, I can always relate everything back to freelancing. That's what I teach people sure. how to do is how to freelance. Yeah. So I think everything about freelancing and, you know, last week it was interesting. I went in with this expectation of like, well, they're at school all day. So it takes all day which is ridiculous when you think about it because that was my whole issue with a nine to five job. I'm like, well, yeah. if I get my, my work done in three hours, why would I be a seat warmer from nine to five? And I knew that in work and in my own life, I only work typically about four to six hours a day, four days a week. Um, and, and yet I was trying to keep my kids in that box and keep myself in that box with the homeschooling. And I made all of us go mad for a few days before I figured out that I was just approaching the entire situation wrong. Like, this doesn't make sense. We're not walking to recess. I don't have 30 kids in a class or 20 kids in a class. I have two sitting here. You know, it doesn't, you don't have all that transition time and the the whatever. And so I've, I've just, I've learned a lot of lessons that um, have been really useful, both on the business side and the home front. And then just that opportunity, like you were saying, you know, how do we take the, these things, these things we're learning now in this very unique situation to benefit us for the long haul about how we operate? Because I think 
while we're feeling stressed and overwhelmed right now, the reality is a lot of us are being faced with time. And time sometimes gives you that opportunity to step back and and be observant and kind of witness some things in different ways. Um, and it's yeah. it's powerful. It's interesting. I, I think you're right. I, if I'm honest, I think I hide behind busyness. I do. I, I, I love being yeah. busy. Yeah. yeah, but not. I don't like. I don't like stuff. I like. It's like creating and like. Yeah. Feel, I, I always say because I don't like the word busy. I think we use busy kind of as like, oh, I'm busy. You know, I don't want to be busy. I want to be intentional. But I like to have my count. I like to feel full. I like my days to feel full. Um, I'm not good at just kind of being. And we've like never played video games, and now we're like playing video games. And I'm like, what yeah. is this? But it's nice. It's nice. We, you know, we've tried a lot of new things as a family um, because we're not at a point right now where we're spending a lot of time in, engaging with other people. Right? We're not. We're not yeah. going to restaurants. We're not going on play dates or whatever. We're you're spending time with your family, most likely, or your spouse or your roommate, and it's it's interesting. I wonder too, for those people that are working at home and they realize, oh my gosh, I have no idea how to do this, or I love this and I never want to go back to my cubicle ever again. Which was my experience about eight years ago. <laughs> or, or they've been, or they've been laid off because their, you know, employer doesn't need them anymore. And they're like, how on earth am I going to put food on the table? because I can't do my job and my job is, you know, in a factory or, you know, someplace where I can't do something at home. Like, how do you, how do you navigate that when you can't leave the house? Yeah. I have so many different things I want to say to that question. Number one, if that is you, I'm so sorry that you're going through that. And I, I just, as somebody who's been furloughed in my past nine to five career and who has a husband who's been laid off, it's, it's just super unfortunate. And I just, I just want to say, I'm sorry that you're experiencing that because it can be really scary. Um, I also want to say it kind of proves one of the points that I talk about in my book that a nine to five being an employee for someone gives us a false sense of security. I would argue that self-employment is actually no more risky than being employed by someone else because you're not in control Mm -hmm. and a lot of different things can happen. And, um, I think now is a really really good time to create a virtual business. And here's why. Number one, people literally can't leave their houses. So our only opportunity to to <laughs> be in exchange with each other as, as either a service provider or, or in e-commerce is virtually right now. And so there's more opportunity um, kind of in 2020 anyway, you know, we see more and more, but right now it's, people are having to get creative with it, right? We're seeing chiropractors and dentists starting to do online consultations because they have no other way to stay in contact with their patients. And that's their only opportunity for a revenue stream right now. But what we have as online, as, as, as virtual businesses that other people don't is the tools and, and knowledge of how to already navigate all of these systems, such as zoom, which we're using right now, which now Mm -hmm. I think most schools are even using right now to be yeah. able to connect their teachers and students. Um, I used it to connect with with a, a mom's group that I was in last night, and I had to walk them all through how to get on it because none of them have even heard of Zoom. And I'm like, really? I've been using it for five years in my business. So I think we have a really unique um, opportunity right now to, whether you're you you are familiar with this stuff or not, you have an opportunity to either learn new skills or take the skills you have and apply them virtually 
to create opportunities for yourself and to genuinely help other people. Um, and so it's really interesting, you know, there will be a lot of economic repercussions of what's going on right now. Um, there will be businesses that don't survive and that's really scary whether that impacts you as, as the business owner or you as an employee. But this is why I think that self-employment is so empowering. It can be intimidating, but it doesn't have to be. It's really a matter of leveraging something you know how to do or something you're passionate about doing that you can learn at and pour yourself into in exchange for solving someone else's problem. That's all a business is. And it doesn't have to be really scary. In fact, if you're interested in freelancing, you actually become a sole proprietor, which sounds like this big, scary thing, purely by the act of engaging in a client contractor relationship with someone, you know, are there other things you need to probably look at? Yeah. You might need to go get an EIN, which is free. It takes about two minutes on irs.gov. So there you go. Um, you know, there's, it doesn't have to be intimidating is what I think I want people to know. A business solves a problem. You, whatever you've been doing before this, whether you've been a stay-at-home mom for 20 years whose husband just get laid off and now you've got to step up, or if you've been an employee doing XYZ for however many years, I promise you that you have profitable skills that other people will leverage inside of their businesses um, to, to help solve those problems for them. You mean you mean people don't have to go out and drop 20 grand on a, on a website and a oh. LLC and... No, you don't. Now I do actually, I recommend an LLC, but it's perfectly fine to start as a self sole proprietor. There's like I said, you become one automatically. So come on, can we make this any easier for you? I'm telling you the barrier for entry for virtual business is almost non-existent. If you have a computer and internet access, you have everything you need to get started. Um, You can network with people online. If you're on social media, there's a really good chance you already have some sort of a network built in. It might right now consist of friends and family. Um, This isn't network marketing. So it's not that you're going to go sell skincare to those friends and family. It's that they need to know what you're doing because they might know a business owner right now who's looking to do X, Y, Z. And so it's about creating connections. Um, and, and again, making sure that you're positioning yourself, not as hire me, I need money. Cause again, I think, I think one of the biggest challenges, if I can share from moving from being an employee to being self-employed is ditching the employee mindset that, that yeah. you work for other people rather than with other people. Um, and that, that other people will tell you what to do or man or manage or micromanage, which most of us don't like being micromanaged, but, <laughs> but it's weird how many people actually do like being managed. Um, and so it's really stepping into your confidence, um, in your abilities and going, Hey, I like, I am my own person. I'm my own business. And, and I want to work with you to help you meet your goals or to solve your problems. Um, but I, this, I find it really empowering. <laughs> this is a total, total plug for Lauren right now. Unsolicited, like, but ladies, if, if that's where you're at and, and you, that's kind of where you meet people. So I've got an idea. I want to do something. How do I, where do I go from here? Right. Yeah. You don't even actually have to have the idea. If you have Brilliant. the desire to work from home, I will, I will teach you how to find your profitable skills. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I have a free resource that I can give it away. Yeah. You, you finish your plug. Cause I don't know what we, you're going to we say, put, but well, I'm we thinking there, are, there are a lot of service people like Let's say, you know, you work for a restaurant, you, you know, work in a factory, you, uh, you know, install carpets, whatever it is. It's like, how do I do that online? Or do I have to totally switch and come up with some new idea? Because 
obviously I can't waitress virtually. And, you know, like maybe it's something you've never even thought of before. It probably is. One of my favorite sayings is you don't know what you don't know. So most of the people who come into my free mama world have no idea that you can get paid to check someone else's email, that you can get paid to manage someone else's calendar. Like this is literally mind blowing for them that people hire people to do that. But if you think about it, we're all very aware of this. We just call it a secretary or an administrative assistant, Mm -hmm. but this can be done completely remotely. And we call it a virtual assistant. Um, People, everything you read on the internet, every blog you've ever read, every Facebook ad you see scrolling through your newsfeed, someone created that. Someone wrote the copy, someone designed the picture or the Pinterest graphic that goes with the blog post. So like someone wrote all of that. Everything you're seeing um, from brands, uh, whether it's it's an individual or Coca-Cola, it doesn't matter, on Twitter or whatever, people are writing that. So you could be a copywriter, you could be a virtual bookkeeper, um, you could be a virtual assistant. You had mentioned um, whether you're working in a factory or you were a hairdresser or you were a waitress. Most of, of, of what's probably being impacted right now, if you are in a service provider role, customer service is probably a big part of what you're doing. And that still happens virtually. Think about it. If you've ever had to exchange something online and contact somebody's support and you're ever talking with a real person, right? Whether it's via email or in a chat box, those are all, that's, there's people. Now, sometimes it's AI, sometimes it's a robot, but a lot of times it's people. And a lot of Online entrepreneurs and small business owners have people that help them navigate that. Social media management is another huge opportunity. There's people who build websites and design funnels. I mean, there really is no limit to what you can do. But to answer your question is, you know, can I design hair online, do hair online? Well, no, probably. You're probably not going to be able to fix my roots, which are going to be real bad by the time this is over. You probably can't do that online, but what could you do? Maybe you start a YouTube channel. Maybe you become an affiliate marketer and you start linking to the products you use that your clients are able to buy for themselves online. And you start doing video tutorials about how to do your own hair from home. Now, is that the fastest path to cash for, for you? Maybe not, but maybe you start to advertise an online consultation and you'll actually walk me through how to dye my roots with one of those grocery store box things without totally jacking it up. And you're gonna get on a Zoom call with me for an hour so that I don't screw it up and you're going to charge me half of what I would have had to pay if I go on this line. I don't know. This is just off the top of my head. The Did you see is, that post in the no. in the ClickFunnels group this morning? Uh-uh. Somebody was joking about like creating a funnel for uh, a hairdresser. Oh for, no, you should totally put hair. And I was like, "This is a brilliant idea. Are you kidding me?" Yes, businesses for solve all the, the problem. Yeah. It, it would it, so so yes it might be learning something new it might be i've been a waitress for 20 years but now i'm going to be a virtual assistant because i'm just good with people and i can still do that with words through the computer but it might be i have this career and i don't want to give it up and how do i adapt to what's going on in the world right now so that i can remain profitable and creative and i think the best way to do that is number 1 start with what the lowest hanging fruits what you already know how to do um the second lowest hanging fruit is is what is easy for you to learn or what you see you know a lot of a lot of people needing but the biggest thing is become, if you want to succeed through this time, whether it's creating something new or with a business you already have is now is the time to be observant. People Mm -hmm. are attached to their phones because there's new news coming out all the time about what's going on right now. People are on social media and plenty of them are complaining about what's overwhelming them. Um, what are people saying? What are people saying that they need? What's stressing them out? What could they use help with? Um, a 
a friend of mine through a coaching program I am in, she owns a yoga studio. They've been closed almost two weeks now. And she had one day to grieve and be super panicked and stressed out. The next day she was up online teaching virtual classes. She's had her highest attendance ever in the history of her studio. Paid classes, people showing up on Zoom and doing it from home. Yeah. You we have got to be have, creative. We have friends, Dave, Dave Hackbarth mm-hmm. and his partner ha- just opened a martial arts Academy the other, uh, a few months ago, <laughs> right down the street. And they're making that shift now. Yeah. How do we do this virtually? How do we do it online? How do we use zoom and, uh, and these tools to, uh, and I think people are also people very them. open to, you know, what there is online. Cause I know we tend to have been like we get into this skeptical place where you're like, oh, ads, ads, ads. I'm not looking at all this stuff. And then you're like, okay, I'm open to like, what am I going to do? Oh, I want to learn yoga. Okay. Like here's an ad for, I can. Yeah, because we're this bored. For, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can join this ladies yoga class. Okay, let's do that. Or, oh, oh, there's some online resources for kids learning Spanish. It's $5 a month. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. You know, the other I, thing I'll say though about the ads, and this is always interesting. I've let, like, I'm a, I'm a giant nerd. I don't know if you can tell that yet through our two conversations. I love I'm it. I'm just a really big geek. And I let, like, I'm obsessed with marketing. Like I just, and it's so, I never studied marketing. I never studied business and call anything. I was a political science theology double major. So if that doesn't tell you like that you wow. can't like just, I never did anything with either. Total nerd. Anyway, but I love marketing because I find it fascinating. To me, that's the first, that's what comes first. Marketing is how people find out about us. So let's, let's, let's just give a drop, drop a piece of advice for people who are like, I can't wait to get back to another job. You still have to be good at marketing because you're marketing yourself when you apply for jobs. You're marketing yourself when you go in for a job interview. So every single human listening to this, whether I resonate with you or not, my if you can get obsessed with marketing, you'll be successful no matter what it is. You have to be good at marketing to get like convince your kids to do stuff. Like it's just just get obsessed with marketing. So you were mentioning uh, being a little bit like. Uh, skeptical about ads on Facebook. I read every Facebook ad I ever see. And there's a lot of them. Like I scroll like twice and it's another ad. I always read them because to me, I find it fascinating to see what people are doing. I find it fascinating to see how people are positioning their offer and what genuinely got my attention versus like, this is annoying versus, oh, I might actually click that and all of that. And I, if you're listening to this and you're like, all right, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of on board, but I'm not fully convinced self-employment is actually as stable as a job. And, but I'm listening. If that's you start paying attention to the ads you see on social media, see what people are selling. And it might just create an aha moment for you about Mm -hmm. what, what you might be able to create based on your own abilities or interests. That's, that's it. Like, don't look at it as a consumer, look at it as an observer. What, what is this telling you? What ideas does this give you? Um, anyway, that's, and I'm always shocked (laughs) when I do click on something and then I'm like, okay, like that's really interesting. It can run the gamut between, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I paid $20 for this garbage to, Oh my gosh, I paid $20 and this is the most amazing product I've ever had. So it's like, I don't want people to be defeated thinking that they couldn't produce something that anybody could possibly buy. Cause it's just not true. People buy things that are high quality. People buy things that are low quality yeah. and everything in between. <laughs> well, another, another way I was thinking about it is what are your interests? Google those interests, right? 
and then watch later on in the day as your Facebook feed fills up with ads oh, for yeah, people exactly. selling stuff that are related to that. It's proof of concept. Like if there's, if you've thought of something, somebody is doing it in some way. And, and that's, that's a good that thing. Good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a huge obstacle I faced early on in my business. I'm a millennial. I'm an old millennial, but I'm a millennial. And so we were told we're special snowflakes. So I thought to be successful, you had to have like a shark tank idea. Like this was when I first like even thought about quitting my job or starting a business that that was what I believed was truth. And it's actually the opposite. Like the, uh, like do some people invent things still or come up with super unique ideas? Yes. But those are the one in a million. Most of us are running businesses that there is already an educated market for. Right. And so I think a lot of times we talk ourselves out of it. I know I did where I was like, Oh, well, so-and-so is already doing something that's really close to what my idea was. I probably shouldn't do it because she's already doing it. No, 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 no. Like that's like, that's a good thing. It's you want to bring your uniqueness to the table, whether that's you, like in my, in my instance, I am the thing that's unique because, because I coach women and I have a course. And so it's my voice and my, my ideas and whatnot. But if it's a product, how can you make it better or different or whatever? Like, but, but if it's you, that is your business, you will be different by nature that you are unique. There is no one else like you. And so, um, yeah, that was a huge mental thing I had to get over that when I kind of first came into this world was not looking for something that nobody else was doing. Cause if that's the thing, odds actually are that there's no market for it. Yeah. So. I, there's, there's nothing new under the sun. It's, yeah. it's, it really is. I, when you said talking about your voice, like that's the thing yeah. with so much of this. Great. There's a thousand people talking about Easter egg timers or whatever, but are you, do you, are right. you have, can you gather an audience and speak about it in a way that's engaging for people? Could be. Yeah. Cause like, I even think about like us as marriage coaches, there are plenty of um, people that talk about marriage in our similar space that yeah. I don't resonate with one oh bit. Gosh, yeah. And so and some that we absolutely love and respect yeah, and admire sure. and, and, and celebrate them and encourage them. Yeah. But I mean, other people are just like us. They might be sure. annoyed by us or, you know, somebody, so I hope they find somebody else that yeah. does vibe with them. Um, okay. So you were talking about what you were doing, um, as far as helping other people. I know you have a brand new thing that you are doing in your Facebook group. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I'm sure people are like, Oh my gosh, I have to do something. And what is my step? What do I do here? So Lauren, help us out. I would love to. So this was something that I created because I am a control freak and what's going on in the world right now. Um, if you're like me, you might be feeling a little bit out of control. You might be feeling a little bit helpless. You have to stay home. We don't really know what's happening. Um, and, and just, and we don't get to live our everyday lives the way we normally do. And so this was one way for me to have control over something, but in a really positive way where it hopefully just serves people. And so inside of the Free Mama Movement Facebook group, I've launched a series called Free Mamas Unite, um, where I am bringing in friends slash experts in a variety of topics to help you and your family and your business, not just survive, but thrive during this time. And so we've had mindset coaches, marriage experts, and I would love for you guys to join me as well. Um, we've had people, experts in homeschooling um, and just ways to kind of get creative and entertain your kiddos. We had somebody come 
come in and do a mother-daughter yoga demonstration for us. So all different kinds of things um, to support you as well as business training. So if that's something where you're like, you know what, I just got laid off or you know what, I'm home indefinitely working from home and I've got more time and space to really think about if this this idea of self-employment or freelancing is for me, um, please come join me. I would absolutely love that. It's completely free and pitch free. Um, so, and my Facebook group is free and I go live every Thursday in my group also. Uh, it's just a great place to hang out. So I'd love to have you join us. Yeah. So if you're listening and that's, and you're curious about it, it's the Free Mama Movement group on Facebook. There's like 26,000. And we cannot forget to say she has an amazing book called Free Mama, and it's on Amazon and all those lovely places that you can order online. And you don't have to leave the quarantine of your home to uh, get the book. Well, oh my gosh. Hold on, hold on, hold on, because I wanted to turn a corner and ask ask (laughs) one more angle on this. Oh my gosh. I'm ready. Um, So, like, you've been working from home for a while. Yeah. Um, and like we do too, we've heard probably eight years, um, I've been working from home. And so I think we take for granted a lot of the, the things like, yes, we we're scheduling wise when the kids are off and things like that. But, you know, I, I'm wondering what are some of the, the kind of things that you don't think about that, that you could, you know, advice you would give to people who are new to the whole idea. Like I've seen on Facebook, there's this picture of this beautiful, perfectly put together person sitting on their bed with their laptop and their phone and they're smiling and everything's perfect. Y'all, if you try to sit on your bed all day long and work, (laughs) you're going to need a chiropractor. Yeah. I, oh, I have so many things, but I know we're, we're towards the end. So I'll try to consolidate. Number one, you don't get paid to keep your house clean. So I think one of the biggest things that people in my community struggle with, because I work primarily with mothers, is they they reach the school, they start working from home, and they're like, oh, I'm distracted by the dishes in my sink, or by like, I need to go do laundry because I'm home. And when you're home on the weekends, maybe that's what you're used to doing is chores. So I would say batch all of those things, or in my case, outsource them to your children. So don't, don't make your house a priority. Have it neat enough that the clutter isn't causing headspace clutter. So you're distracted, but let it go and batch it. Do it all first thing in the morning or all right before you go to bed. Don't, don't, don't do your housework when you could be doing an income producing activity. Um, number two, I would say create some boundaries for yourself, whether you have children or not, you need a space that's yours. So when my husband started working from home, we had to get another, I, I have the office. There's an actual office with doors in my home. And, and because I've been working from home longer, it's mine. Um, but he was working from home all of last year. And so we got a desk, it's in our bedroom. Um, it's not maybe ideal if we had two bedroom or two desks or two offices. I mean, that would obviously be great, but we don't, but he needed a space that at least during the day could be his with a door so that we can take phone calls and do podcast interviews or whatever the thing is and feel like we've got that space. So however, for you, if you live in an apartment, it might be a table. It might be one section of your kitchen island. It might be whatever, but find a place that can be kind of that dedicated workspace. Um, And then I think, oh, there's so many things. I think just give yourself grace, much like I had to do last week. You know, I know how to work from home. I've been doing this a long time, but I don't know how to be a homeschooling mom. And so last week there was a lot of testing and tweaking. We tried something Monday. It really didn't work. So on Tuesday, we tried something different. It was better, but it still clearly was not going to get us through this whole 
quarantine and so on. Wednesday, we tried something different and and it kind of was really kind of getting looser basically, but it's stop, evaluate, say what's working, what's not working. Okay. Maybe I need to get up an hour earlier tomorrow or you know what? I'm actually not getting as much done in the morning as I, as I feel like I would at night. I'm actually more of a night owl. I'm going to switch my schedule and communicate that to my employer if you're working remotely or whatever, but test and tweak and do those things. And then I think lastly, I would just say, you know, take care of your body and your mind right now. Um, I think in general, working from home or working anywhere, but get outside, get some sunshine, get some oxygen. Um, it's really easy, especially when you love what you do. I, I, I don't work all day, but I don't work all day because I'm a mom and because that would be out of alignment with my brand. But I love what I do. It doesn't feel like work. And so it'd be really easy to work all day and, and don't do that. Whether you love what you do or your boss is expecting it, take breaks, take care of yourself. Even though you can't go to the gym right now, do some push-ups, watch a video on YouTube and do, do the fitness class or whatever. Like just, just take care of yourself. Because I think, um, I think that's from, from talking to my coaching students who, who are all trying to build home-based businesses right now, that's, that's a big thing is just making sure that you're, you're kind of keeping your sanity since, since you we don't, don't know how have, long this is going to ask. You don't have time to not do that stuff. Yeah. Like I, I've been reminded of that one, especially. I, and this I is have not a time ADHD to compromise brain. your immunity, people. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was just thinking about it from a, from a mental standpoint. Like I have an ADHD brain. If I'm not taking care of my diet, my, my exercise, my meditation, things like that, if I'm not doing that, I don't, I just, I am crippled. And I, I, I also want to echo what Lauren, you said in the beginning, which is, like if I, I remember times when I worked in a cubicle and I know how much work I get done with people walking past oh, yeah. and like, oh, let's go sing somebody for their Water birthday cake and whatever. <laughs> and like, I know how much work I would get done in that scene. Um, I have to get these five things done. Well, don't beat yourself up at home. If you got the five things done and then you still have two more hours and it's three o'clock, it's like... Yeah you're done, you're done. Like that's the joy of it all. Right. That's the, yeah. So it just give yourself grace. And the fact that sometimes it's actually easier to get work done if you're in your own space and nobody's bugging you and you can just get your work done. (laughs) It's okay. All right. So Lauren, all right, we're all oh going to so love to join you in your Facebook group and yeah. check out her book. And um, we're all going to get through this together. Thank you so much, Lauren Golden, for being on the show. Free mama. Thank you. All right. So we've been doing this work from home thing for a long time now. For eight years, I've been working at home. Ten. Yeah, we've got a little bit of an edge, um, I guess. And yet, in the midst of all of this chaos and craziness, um, we're still trying to figure things out. Like, totally. we're now broadcasting. We're now podcasting from our bedroom. Uh, yeah, because yeah, we yeah. needed a place where we could lock the door. We, we have a loft. <laughs> we have a loft where our office has been. You know, so we're constantly starting to make adjustments and changes so that we can um, find a way to coexist and and work together and collaborate both professionally and as parents and as husband and wife uh, in this new reality. So okay, it, it, give yourself I know some grace. you have some ulterior motives as to putting the podcast equipment in our bedroom because I know that podcasting makes you randy oh and then gosh. we're just a few feet away just where the magic happens in the podcasting and in the bedroom. 
It's all together. Wow. We Your can make mother it. is going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> She's probably listening to it right now because she appar- she lives with us right now. <laughs> and you're so loud that even through the door, she can hear. Oh, lock door, schmock door. I love your loud voice. Honey. I know you do. All right. Hey, so and now Ooh. the talk about it segment of the show. Each week, we challenge you to set a time with your spouse to have a conversation that matters. Yes, you're going to have conversations with your spouse because you really have no choice. They're only a couple feet away from you. All right, so you might as well have something to talk about. You have no choice. Here's your conversation starter question. How can you and your spouse balance your schedules so that work, life, kids are all continuing to move forward in this new reality? Ooh, have fun with that question. I feel like uh, that could go on for quite a while, maybe days. All right, that's it for today's show. We've started a conversation here, and we hope you'll join in and continue it over in our community on Facebook. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. This is Danielle and Justin Williams reminding you, don't settle for an ordinary marriage. Make yours legendary. Legendary.